0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I really mean that. I am so glad you're back for another week listening in. And I have to tell you, we have a lot to cover today. So, first and foremost, we are still smack dab in the middle of COVID 19. I have lost count. I don't even know. I think we're 30 days in, 35 days in. I don't know. I feel like I've been at home forever. So, I am super appreciative that you're here listening because I know that you all have a lot going on, especially with kids home and homeschooling and trying to get out for a walk in the neighborhood and, if you're lucky, getting out of your pajama bottoms. So (laughs) I am super glad you're here. And while I know that we all have a little extra time on our hands to do some Netflix binge watching, I just want to say thank you so much to Karen P., who took the time out of her day to leave me an amazing review on Apple. So what she said is, as a podcast junkie, I make it a point to find awesome people to add to my favorite list. This is my new favorite podcast. Natalie is real and genuine. She makes me feel as if she's been in my shoes dealing with the challenges I have personally faced in my life. She is easy to listen to and the time flies by. Natalie is inspiring and insightful. Thank you for the great work you are doing. Karen, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you listening into the show. And thank you for taking the time out to leave such a beautiful review. My cup is overflowing today because of you. Thank you again. So let's dive into today's topic. I'm guessing I know you pretty well by now. You probably planned most of your life out. When you got into your first job, you looked at the VP, the CEO, and you outlined every single step that you needed to take to get there in your mind. And you knew the timeline in which you were going to accomplish that. You planned out when you were going to buy your house, what year you were going to have kids. And then at some point, you wake up in your 30s, your 40s, or maybe even your 50s. And you say, how the heck did I get here? Well, that's exactly what My personal coaching client, Sunny Osborne, did when she woke up in the middle of looking at where she was in her career, realizing it was everything that she thought she was going to want, but it wasn't leaving her feeling fulfilled. So if this sounds like you and your story, you're definitely going to want to listen to today's episode. I'm always privileged when my clients agree to come on and share their stories, and I'm really grateful for Sunny coming on today and sharing her story and her personal journey of what coaching has been like for her and the changes that she's made because of her coaching relationship that we've had. So as you listen in, I invite you to think about, is who you've been, who you want to choose to be? going forward? And my second question is, is when is the last time that you did an intentional look at who is in your life? And are they in alignment with who you are now? And do they support where you want to go in the future? And lastly, but most importantly, have you sat down to really make a list of what your core personal values are? We'll dive more into this in a future episode, and I really want you to think about what are your core values, and are you living into those on a daily basis in every aspect of your life, at work, at home, with your kids, with who you hang out with, with what you choose to do, and where you spend your time. So just think about that as you listen to the episode. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life So, you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hi, Sunny. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super glad you're here today. And I'm very excited about our interview today.
1: Great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. So, just to
0: give everyone a little bit of a background, we have known each other for a long time. Um however you've been coaching with me for about the last 2 years, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. And just so everyone can kind of get to know you a little bit better, um can you kind of give my listeners, you know, maybe a few minutes of background on, you know, who you are and what you do and what brought you to
1: coaching? Yeah, so again, we've known each other for quite a while, but really started working together over the last few years, just on a lot of personal growth and development. So I actually live in Colorado with my family and work in HR. In my free time, I like to run and bake cookies and spend a lot of time traveling as well.
0: Awesome. And um, Sunny, what kind of work do you do?
1: Sure. So I work in corporate HR, which can be a lot of different things. So primarily right now, focusing on global benefits and global policy for a Fortune 200 company. Yeah. And
0: you've made some changes recently in your work. Do you want to chat about that for a couple minutes?
1: Yeah. So I think um, a lot of my personal growth and development over the last year maybe a little bit longer, has been around my job and maybe even some identity that comes with my job. Um, You know, with a company for a while and felt I had tapped out there. There was lack of growth or opportunity and was really feeling quite stagnant. So kind of took a leap, went somewhere else, pushed some personal boundaries there, and it really ended up being not the best decision for me. You know, when I started and, and when I was considering it, it seemed you know, really great and then took that role with that company and things didn't work out quite as planned. And you and I had worked a lot on really just absorbing that and figuring out the best way to handle that situation that wasn't very comfortable or didn't feel very good after I had been so excited about it. And then to really come to my own conclusion or and, you know, figure out what was best for me to end up where
0: I am now. Because that's really when we started doing a lot of the in-depth work together. So If you could kind of share with everyone specifically why you were unhappy at your previous role and what prompted those discussions between you and I more
1: specifically. Yeah, I think the biggest part was, um, you know, and again, being able to speak about it now after we had done a lot of the work about it was I was in an environment and working with a leader that really there was lack of alignment in terms of personal values between me and my boss and how she approached work and what was important to her and her, again, day-to-day values or, or philosophies were really different than what was important for me. And coming into a place where, you know, again, you're working with somebody who maybe doesn't appreciate the same things you do, doesn't have the same philosophies that you do, caused a lot of friction and a lot of stress. For me, I'm not a workaholic, I don't ever want to be a workaholic. That's not important to me so much like we talked earlier in this conversation. I'd like to do a lot of things outside of my job or who I am um, mm-hmm. is more than you know my nine to five, if you will. And I was in an environment where that wasn't valued. It was all about mm-hmm. the work that you were doing, your contributions to the company, how many hours you were there, you know, emailing after after you left or in the morning and that was really tough. And you know, we talked a lot about well, what is important? And What does that look like? And not only articulating that, but also being able to put it into practice, into the day to day. And I was also, you know, because of that lack of alignment, I felt that I wasn't valued or that I wasn't contributing successfully. Um, And that was really hard. You know, people, you go to work, even if you don't want to be a workaholic, you still want to do a good job and you still want to contribute and you want to make a positive impact. And I felt that there was this risk that was so big that even the work that I was doing Doing wasn't appreciated.
0: Yeah, so a couple of things that you bring up are really important. So first of all, I love the fact that when you talk about what's important to you, that if I go actually go back to your introduction, and I asked you to tell the audience about yourself, you actually didn't talk about what you did, I had to follow up with a question about, you know, can you tell people what you do for work? And I love that because so many people describe themselves by, oh, I'm in sales or I do this or I'm a teacher or I'm, you know, I work in corporate and I have this big corporate job. But I love the fact that you said, you know, this is who I am. I like to bake. You know, I live in Colorado, you know, and you talked about things that were important to you and but you didn't talk about what you do.
1: But if your job is really important to you, I think that to start with that as your introduction is totally okay. Just for me, it's not. Some people love the fact that they're a teacher or an mm-hmm. artist or that they work you know in sales for corporate america, and if that's how you identify, I think that's great. Um, but for me it's not I like to think that there's more to me than my occupation um, and I think a lot of what I've also learned in this Transformation that we've gone through together is I don't ask people that anymore. When I meet somebody for the first time, I don't ever start with, well, what do you do? Because for some people, they hate their job, they're unhappy in their job, they they feel like a failure because they're not doing what they want to be doing or feel they should be doing. So I don't start that anymore. So I always ask people, you know, tell me about yourself and then they can share with whatever they think is important or where, um, what they're proud of. And that's a big shift that I've had just even in my interactions with other people over the last few years too. No,
0: I love it. And I love the way that you served it up because you're exactly right is if your work is something that you're really proud of and that you identify with, I do think it's really important that people identify that and share that with people. But I just wanted to point out, I think you're one of the few people that I talk to that doesn't do that anymore or hasn't done that for a little while. And again, I think it's amazing. And I think it's that personal awareness that you had through this process that enabled you to really kind of separate that out because we had a lot of discussions about kind of unwrapping and unfolding the difference between who you are and what you do and that became you know part of the conversations that you and I had that enabled you to make a choice to not stay because i know that was an area that you struggled with and you know me knowing you as well as i do and, and going through the process with you i also know that you've always been super dedicated super successful super driven I mean, you are, you know, a very, very successful employee. People are lucky to have you. And I also know that you and your old boss were just not jiving together. And I know that was wearing on you. And can you kind of talk a little bit more about that in detail and maybe a little bit more of that struggle that you had going through that?
1: Yeah. And I think really what the underlying, I don't want to say problem that we worked through, but where the work we did was not necessarily about my job. It was about letting go of expectations of what I thought my life or who I should be and really understanding what my values were because of me and not because of what I've been told or how I grew up or what I've been fed or what I should be. And I think that's where we did the work. Again, it just manifested because of of my job at this point in my life. And, you know, thank you for all those nice compliments You're making me blush. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think for so much of my life, I've been really type A in the sense that I've always been very responsible. I've always been very organized. I've been on top of things. I get things done. And because of that, I've been fed the story of You're so driven, you're so ambitious, you're so smart, you know, you can have whatever you want. You should be the CEO. You have all this potential, you're going to change business, you know, you can be super successful. And so that's how I led my life. I was very driven in terms of my education, in terms of, you know, my work ethic and, you know, showing up to work and following this sort of cookie cutter plan to be this person, right? This ambitious go getter, you know, girl boss, if you will. And, Mm I think I started realizing maybe in my late 20s that I could do all of those things, but did I want to? And what really fills my cup? And it's not being at work 60 or 70 hours a week or checking my email on the weekend or saying no to the things that I enjoy because of a project or a deadline and to really navigate feelings around saying it's okay to not want that, but to still be able to do a good job. And we talked a lot about Well, what is important then? And how do you, you know, are the decisions that you're making, you know, in your day to day, are they allowing you to live the life for the values that you think are important? And that was really hard. It was hard to say those things out loud and to admit to certain people in my life that that's great that you think that I should have those things, but I don't know if I want them. And to give myself permission to say, I want x, y, and Z, even if it's different than everything I've been told and again, it really peaked in this job situation. you know we'd been talking about it, and I had been trying to figure that out and again take take steps to really crafted the life that made me happy. You know, like I said, I love to travel. So for a while, I was gone once a month visiting friends, going on trips, getting out of the house, you know, out of the house, out of state, you know, doing things that I really enjoyed. And that means taking time off work and being available for that. And, you know, then I went through this period where I had some really intense personal trauma. And I think that that, indirectly reverted back to maybe some of these old value sets, right? About, well, I'm really driven. I'm really successful. I'm, I can have everything at work. So why don't I invest in my work? And I think it was um, a bit of a reverse act of control, right? So I had this experience that I went through that really kind of messed me up and, and, and a little bit of PTSD from it. And so in order to gain control, of my life again or so I thought (laughs) I I reverted back to these old value sets and so that's I think part of the reason in hindsight why I took this position um, at this company last year was you know okay it's going to give me all this opportunity in the workplace it's going to expose me to you know new challenges and new skill sets it's going to allow me to make you know be a bigger decision maker. It's higher up in the company. It's, you know, all these things that sounded really good on paper. It's more money. It's more, you know, um, it's more opportunity. You'll be working with somebody who can provide you so much experience and exposure. And so I went for it. And then as I started to stabilize emotionally and personally, you know, it kind of unraveled again and was in this environment with somebody who um, when I was back in that lifestyle of we're working all the time, it's all about work, it's all about projects and and everything. And then I was realizing, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. And I know that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked a lot too about, okay, well, well, now what? So you're here and how do you make the best of it? And how do you know if it's can we of course correct? Can we talk about how do you make baby steps to improve your situation and your progress? And ultimately it came down to the conversations about values again and what is important and are the things that you're doing every day, are they leading you to that life? And it was tough because there was a lot of, uh, I think for me, there was a lot of fear of judgment of what other people would think, on um, taking a step back again about leaving a job I had just started, you know, and the judgment that would come with that of walking away from having it all.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. And I'm so glad that you shared all of that with everyone, you know, stepping way back when you first started, um, kind of sharing this piece of it. I love what you said, and it's so true. And it's what I helped So many of my clients understand so often is that just because you can, I mean, I work with high performing professionals who are trying to elevate typically to the next level, but oftentimes that next level isn't what they always think it should be, right? They're thinking it's more responsibility, more work, more pay, more leadership, more people reporting to them, more, 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 but it's so often because so many of the people I work with, like I said they can do it all. But I love that you said just because you could be doing it all didn't mean that you should be doing it all. And that's just really something I really want to point out to our listeners is that all of you can. I mean, everyone that's listening to this is intelligent and smart and capable and driven. I mean, I I know my listeners well, and you're all in that same (laughs) boat. (laughs) But just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I, and I love that when you talked about going through this process of you did have, you know, a personal trauma that happened in your life and, you know, those things often make us, uh, they kind of jolt us and sometimes in a good Mm -hmm. way, um, for you, it jolted you back into, I need to get control. And so my way of, you know, being in control of something that I feel a little out of control of in other areas of my life is. To go do what feels really familiar, and and you did that. Oh yeah, (laughs) you you really did. You jumped right back in, and you did that, and because it felt comfortable, it felt really, it felt normal, it felt easy because it's what you were used to. But you know, kind of going through that experience with you, and you were starting to understand too. It wasn't the life. I like what you said. Is you said you know you weren't designing the life that made you happy. And you had some tough decisions to make because you were afraid of the judgment of others in your life. Because to everyone else on the outside, you had it all. Mm-hmm. You had it all. You had checked all of the boxes. But the coolest part was the realization that you weren't living into your values. And, you know, I'm, I am a little older than you. A little, lot older, but, <laughs> but you know, for my clients that are you know in their twenties and in their thirties, I mean, for all my clients, I do this, and it's really something I really want to encourage everyone to do is to really take the time to pause and to think about: Are you living a life that's in alignment to your core values? And what are those core values? And you know, I had you step back, and we really took a look at that. And we really, you know, I, we work together on helping you identify what were those values? And then not only what were those values, but, you know, are you living into those values? Because when you're not living into those values and you're out of alignment, I mean, you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and it just, it doesn't work. Like energetically, it doesn't work not to get too woo woo, but energetically, it doesn't work. You're Mm -hmm. just always pushing against something that just doesn't feel right. Right. You know, I have so many people that say, oh, you know, family is, you know, my number one value, but then they've gotten themselves into positions where they're traveling all the time. They're traveling 90% of the time they're on the road and they're not with their family. They're not spending time with their family and that doesn't feel right to them, but they don't know how to fix it because they don't have that push and pull or they have that push and pull, but they just can't identify what it is because they haven't taken the time to stop and to think about what their values are. So you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing with people. So when we kind of stepped back and we looked at your values, you know, what are your core values and what is important to you?
1: Yeah. And I think that was really hard. And I think as women, we're told one thing or conflicting ideas, you know, there's this philosophy that, oh, is, you know, a millennial woman you can have it all right you can you can have the job and the family and the success and whatever that looks like right but we're not told how to navigate that and we're not told how to balance any of it or how to prioritize any of it and i think it was really difficult for me to admit what some of those values were, because I felt like they betrayed all of these things I've been told my whole life. Oh, you're so smart. You're so driven. You're so ambitious. You can, ha- you know, you you should be doing these things. And by me saying, well, I don't know if I want those things, I felt like I was betraying my own intelligence or my own potential, which is silly in hindsight. But that was a lot of what we talked about, right? Saying it's okay if you say, I don't want my job to be my number one. Or that time with my husband is my number one priority. Why is that bad? Mm-hmm. And it's not, but to come through that thought process or thinking through that, or I really like to bake cookies and that's not below my intelligence, but it's something mm-hmm. I enjoy. Or um, like I said, travel. Travel's a huge thing for me and I love to go different places. And again, I have friends all over the US. I like to spend time, you know, so to do that, why is that wrong? And so, you know, a lot of that, Not only identifying what those things were, but giving myself permission to say this is important was a big part of it. And so that is, I think, a lot of what is important to me right now. So, you know, it is spending time with my family and being able to have meaningful interactions with those people that are important to me. That's a huge value of mine. I think self-care, time for myself, whether that's, you know, running or baking cookies or traveling to see girlfriends, you know, that time for things that make me feel alive. I love that. That's a huge important value for me. Um, I think, you know, with that is, is also just a little bit of stability, um, which, you know, I like having a bit of a routine or knowing, you know, that I've worked hard and I'm at a point where, you know, things are somewhat self-sufficient and I am taken care of and, Um, I don't have to stress so much about, you know, money or income or anything like that. That's a big value. And I think with that, too, another value is having, you know, a work-life balance. So being in an environment that I don't feel like I have to justify wanting to leave on time every day.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that you've said to me that's really stuck over the last few years is when you know what your values are, your decisions are easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took away a lot of when I was contemplating what to do in this job where I wasn't happy, how long do I stay? Where do I go? What does that look like? You know, what does the next role look like? A lot of those question marks dissipated when it, when we took it back to, well, what's important? Are these choices in alignment with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I and I love
0: what you said, Sunny, too, about, you know, there is this perception, you know, that women should and can have it all. Right. And I do believe that, but here's the interesting thing. You can't have it all. If you don't have boundaries and you don't have priorities in your life, you just, you can't, otherwise you're spread so thin. And one of the things I work on so much with my clients is having a job that they love and that they enjoy But sometimes, you know, I call it job creep, right? Just like scope creep whenever you're working on a project and I call it job creep. And if so many times we're guilty of letting our jobs interfere with our lives and I really do this reverse process where I help people design the life they want, you know, it's the whole reason why I started the podcast, right? It's lead your Mm -hmm. life so you can love (laughs) your life. And it's, it's, you know, design your life first and then figure out the job and figure out how you can. Maneuver all these things around the life that you want. And I think so often it's done backwards. And talk about as you're talking about your values too, and about how you had been told, you know, your quote was, I had been told all my life these things. I love doing this exercise with younger clients because so many of our values, and even for those of us that are in our 40s or coming up in our 50s, are living values from our parents or mm-hmm. values that we grew up with, you know, whomever raised us that we've never actually questioned on our own. And it's that right. process that becomes so insightful and so eye-opening when he realized like, "Oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Is this even what I want anymore?" And it was amazing to be on that journey with you going through that process and having you identify what was really important to you. And I think there were two things that really came out of that being on that journey with you is one, I think it was very freeing for you because Mm -hmm. you got to identify what was really important to you. But then there was this, also this other part of, Oh my gosh, now I am afraid that I'm going to get judged because this has been my whole life. And I kind of feel like I'm shaking things up a bit. And that's what I love. I mean, I love, you know, kind of shaking up people's mindsets And I love going through that process and supporting people through that process because what comes after that is such a cement, like cementing foundation of your value system. And to watch you go through that, because I was, initially we were trying to help you kind of deal with the problems you were having at your, you know, not problems, but some of the boundaries that were happening at your job, right? It's your boss Mm -hmm. expecting you to be available 24 seven and, To work on the weekends and nights. And, you know, she was sending emails at three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. And so we kind of, you know, I I don't suggest that everyone just burn the boat and quit their jobs, right? Once you figure out your values, but we were trying to kind of address those things on a symptomatic basis of like, how can you set more boundaries and how can you pivot a little bit and how can you, how can you push back and how can you, and, and you did all of those things, but in the end, that job still wasn't in alignment with your values and that's when you made a a decision. So I would love for you to kind of tell people what that decision was and where you're at now.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, with that too, I think, you know, kind of like you were saying there was fear of judgment of, you know, me kind of course correcting. Right. And what, what, what would people think? And I've had this somewhat, you know, identity, if you will, based off, the behavior and who I've been my whole life, that that was a big fear for me, right? Was, well, what will people think of me and what will the perception be? And will, you know, will this decision or whatever, if you want, whatever you want to call it, will it be supported? And then another thing that you said that really, that really stood out to me is why do you care about the opinions of what people would think of you if you wouldn't even go to them for advice? and i think that also gave me a lot of freedom it's because i was worrying about perceptions of people that really didn't matter and the people's opinions that i did matter were the ones who had been encouraging <laughs> me the whole time so you know get you know gtfo get out of there right and, um, it's not good for you so that was also really freeing for me as well and i think that also in conjunction with not only knowing what my values were and acting acting to them in real life, but also knowing who in my life was in alignment with those values as well. And that also caused, um, a little bit of shifting for me too, of, of, you know, reassessing who is important anymore, not just who should be important, but who really is. Um, you know, so like you said, we worked through a lot of, um, sort of day-to-day symptomatic things for me in this role of how do we, you know, how do I get through each day at work and let's try new tactics and let's try this conversation with your boss and try to get, um, to get me to feel more comfortable or at least, you know, Try to make progress in this situation, um, and ultimately, what it came down to is um, I ended up going back to my old company, and I had been reached out to by somebody I had worked there, and an opportunity had come up that they had considered me for. And I also was really nervous about that, about going somewhere I had left and somewhere that you know I had left for a reason, and I was concerned about what people would think about that. Even though when we had talked about it and we laid it out it checked every box, (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. every box. And, you know, we had so many conversations and it was, I don't understand, I couldn't understand why I didn't see that so clearly like you did, because we had talked about that a lot, right? You said, I don't understand why you're hesitating. (laughs) And, you know, and so I ended up, you know, ultimately taking that role and um, have been there for a few weeks now. And it, It's been amazing, and it's so freeing, and I wish I had committed to it sooner, and it just feels so good to have everything really kind of fall into place, and I think the best part about it is not only did it kind of check the boxes for the things that my last job was missing in terms of, you know, that work-life balance, the, the communication, um, You know, but it it also gave me all of these things that I wasn't even looking for. So, you know, like an increase in salary, an increase in time off, you know, things like that. And I felt like the universe was rewarding me for listening to myself.
0: Mm, I love that. I know it's been I'm sitting here with this huge smile on my face because going through this process with you you know, I really gave you that space and really supported you to go on this journey because I knew how scary it was. And I knew that you were having a lot of fears coming up and there was a lot of intrepidation about, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, in the middle of us talking through all of these talks that we were having about how to kind of maneuver around your, your old boss. And she was a difficult person to maneuver around, you know, someone did reach out to you from your old company and, and you did have hesitation. Well, what is that going to say about me that I'm going back to some place I used to work and what are people going to think? And, you know, I love one of my favorite mentors I follow online, James Wedmore, you know, and you brought it up too. He says, isn't it ironic that we're so afraid of being judged by the same people that are fearful of being judged themselves. I mean, you know, we're we're always putting ourselves in these situations where we're so afraid of being judged by people that are afraid of being judged themselves. And it's just, and I knew I knew you were going through that and it made me so happy when you landed that job. And literally it checks every single box. I mean, you're getting that unlimited personal time off. You're getting, you know, you're home every day by five, you're cooking dinner. You know, you weren't having time to work out. Now you're having time to work out. You're taking care of yourself and all of those things that you said you valued, you know, you're having meaningful conversations because you're you have time now to go visit your friends and go out to dinner and travel and you're having those meaningful interactions and that stability. And by the way, you're getting paid more to do it than you were at your yeah. last. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so literally, it checks all of the boxes. And I guess one of the questions I have for you, which I would love for you to share, because you did talk about, you know, how there was a lot of fear coming up for you. How did you push through that to end up making the decision? How did you get through the fear?
1: I think a lot of conversations with (laughs) the people that I do trust, like I was saying, you know, like you and, you know, my husband and, and really even being able to articulate what I was afraid of so that I could talk through it. And, you know, for someone who's always been really confident for me to say out loud that I'm afraid of what people will think of me was a big growth in itself. And, you know, that's when we had those conversations of, well, why does it matter? And whose opinion does matter? And what are those people saying? And so feeling that support was a big part of that. And something I've been working on a lot for the last few years, I would say, is just really shift my mindset. So I think as a society, we always focus on the negative, but I've really been trying to challenge myself to ask the question of, well, what if it all goes right? What if you get everything you want? What if it's exactly what you've been looking for? Well, then what? I love that. Um, I do. I love that. And
0: you know, everyone always asks, like, "Well, what's the worst that could happen?" And I always turn it around. And I love that you said that. Of what's the best that could happen? And and I love that you shared that with everyone because it's true. What if the universe is conspiring in your favor? What does that look mm-hmm. like? It looks like you getting a job where, you know, you have all your boxes checked and everything, you know, and you're getting paid more to do it, working less hours. Yeah. And think about if you yeah. would have let fear hold you back, you know, where you would be right now.
1: Yeah, I tried not to think of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. it's It's been amazing um, to really again, be on this journey with you and to watch you go through that and and really watch you uh, stand for yourself and to stand in your values and to be so clear about them and again design your life around those values because I've seen such a difference in you just you know you're so much happier and you're so much more at ease and you're at peace and you're taking care of yourself and you have more energy and I mean, I've seen such a huge difference in you since you've made that change. And it's it's been amazing and wonderful to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel a lot better and I appreciate everything that you've done to help me get through it. And you know, it was it was a journey and I feel so much more comfortable and confident in the day to day, not just because of my job, although that's a huge part of it, but just knowing and being able to to make decisions that are in alignment with what's important, and that's really been very quite
0: freeing, yeah, like I said, I think so many times we're we're living someone else's values and 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 again, this isn't about blame or you know our, our parents raise us in the ways that they do their best with what they have and based on their experiences and and it's wonderful I mean, so I think you have held on to a lot of your core values that your parents raised you with, and I think most of us do, but I think there is a time where we start to question them. And I think the other thing that we kind of alluded to, but we didn't maybe necessarily articulate is our values can also change over time. And, you know, maybe what's important to you in your 20s might be slightly different in your 30s. And then that might look slightly different in your 40s and your 50s. And, you know, I know for me that 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 has changed. So I definitely took jobs with my old company that maybe they didn't necessarily light my fire and they didn't, you know, I wasn't super excited to go to work every day. I was doing a very analytical job for about 16 years at my old company and I hated it. I literally hated that job. It just, it just energetically just not my strength. And it just did not light my belly on fire every day to go to work. But I knew I was doing that because I didn't have to travel as much and I could be there for my kids. And, Mm -hmm. and now I'm in a different position where, you know, my kids are, one's out of the house and one is almost out of the house. And, you know, I am doing more international travel and international coaching and, you know, I don't mind getting on a, on a plane and traveling. And so those things have shifted for me because of my kids. So I think that's also important to realize.
1: And it just goes back to you, you can have it all, just maybe not all at once. I totally agree. I really do agree. So
0: Sunny, I really appreciate you being so open and so honest and sharing your experience with the listeners. I really do feel like it will be very helpful and very insightful for everyone. And I think it's always important for us to hear other people's stories and see how We resonate with them or don't resonate with them, but I think there's always tidbits that we can take away and and build into our own journeys ourselves. So I'm super grateful you were here. Thank you for sharing yourself and your story and your experience with everyone. I'm super grateful for you. You have been amazing and a huge support of my business and me personally, and I adore our relationship and I adore what we have together. So thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's been really great experience for me to be able to share my growth as well. It's something I am really proud of. And I appreciate everything that you've done to help me get there. So thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today